0: Hey guys, I'm back to podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be reading some great stories. So let's get into it. The first one is Banshee Lady. When my friend and I met the lady, we now refer to her as a banshee. It was about 10 at night. We were walking back from a milk tea place. And we were pro- probably, and we were maybe at mile five of a six mile total round trip almost home. We were walking on a long stretch of sidewalk next to a wide road that is busy during the day but almost empty at night. A little background. My hiking buddy and I sometimes go for long walks through town at night when we can't get out to trails during the day. It's dark but our routes go through a fairly safe blend of residential and shopping areas. Usually we head... some sort of late night restaurant or food truck. We walk, stop for food, drink, and then head back. We wear long vests, battery powered, and reflective stuff to make sure traffic sees us because we've had some too close encounters with distracted drivers. We've also had a few encounters with strange people. She didn't start making strange noises at first. It was a long stretch of straight sidewalk and we had seen her coming for a long time before she, she started out. no one else was out walking the road at this time at this hour there were plenty of street lights she'd appear under lights then disappear in, in some shatter of bushes and trees and we would appear under the lights we were glowing in our vests and in addition to the street lights so she had seen us coming too I figured she worked at one of the shops or restaurants nearby. and was getting dumb and closing up. I figured she was just she was just trying to get home, just like we were. Until she started making these random noises. The first sounds were like an odd hacking noise, and she was attempting to clear her throat as noisily as possible. But this was just a warm-up. The sound changed to something like a cross between a crow cawing. And a small dog, bark. wondering it, and and Texas hard. but the closest thing might be "grah grah." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we kept walking towards her, watching and listening. Thinking perhaps she's disability or some other issue. She looked decently dressed, and she walked steadily, and. Deliberately not like someone on drugs, and not for her noises. She seemed completely normal. When she made these loud, low-pitched groaning sounds, sounding like mom ma. it it had to ask briefly making zombie movie references, joking a bit. But we speculated if she was maybe talking to someone on on earbuds or making an, an attempt at singing something. But it got weirder as she. I had some higher-pitched, screechy sounds, something like an angry cockatoo might make, like "craw, crawl. At this point, she's less than two blocks away, and she's rotating through these bizarre sounds with short pauses of silence between. She looked like so much cute little grandmother. She didn't look like she didn't look anything like you expect to see making those sounds. She's wearing an old-fashioned thick skirt, a, a cardigan, and clunky looking shoes, carrying a single cloth shopping bag. Her hair is a short curly old lady perm. She, she looks adorable. She sounds insane. Growl, growl, crow bark sound, ma-maw, zombie sound, growl, cockatoo shriek sound is getting closer. Her bizarre sounds are getting more unsettling. And I realize I can't see what she's clutching in her other hand. The one that doesn't have a shopping bag. She, she looks harmless, but the sounds are too weird. Okay. Uh, my buddy looked at me and asked, time to cross, echoing my own thoughts. We didn't want confrontation with this woman. I nodded, but before we stepped out into the road, the ladies seemed to have the same idea. She suddenly veered off the sidewalk and went into the road, making a steady diagonal line towards the other side. There was no traffic on the road at this point, so I wasn't worried. I relaxed a bit. Continuing on, I figured she was avoiding us, just like we were about to avoid her. But as we started to pass her, she suddenly screamed and rushed at us from the middle of the road. Her mouth was wide open as she charged at us, just shrieking, just shrieking. We stepped quickly apart, and her abrupt rush took her right between us, just shrieking, bailing that horrible sound. It sounded like it would hurt her throat. Banshee-like is the only word I have for it. We will settle feet apart, both braced for her to come back and do something, but instead she veered again and went down the sidewalk the way she had originally been going. As she walked away, she kept looking back at us and keeping us, and keeping up, short bursts of the shrieking banshee noise stopping to take breaths. As she got further away from us, she started call barking at us again. We stood there for a while just silently watching Until she was a good long ways off down the sidewalk with her very strange crow barks fading into the distance. I still have no idea what was wrong with her. Did our lights somehow trigger an episode? I hope she's okay. She seemed to know where she was going. But Banshee Lady, let's not meet again. guys. The next story is small college stalker. I went to a pretty small college in a small town. Overall, pretty safe campus. Or so I thought. It was my sophomore year, and and I lived with my best friend, roommate at the time, in the dorms. Our dorm was was a co-ed dorm meeting. Both men and women slid, lived on the same floors and such. Anyways, I was in one of my general education requirement classes, which was a fiction writing class. And to prove things, this class was very popular among the English majors. And our English department was very interesting, filled with pot smoking students and our professor who went by Dave. And our class announcements were built into a Facebook group, in which he constantly cancelled class. Which I really did not have an issue with. But you get my point. He was very laid back and an honestly weird guy. The class picked up on his vibe, so our our class was every day. We had to write a picture story, then a circle, have have each other read the story aloud, and then pick it apart. Dave would like even tell us about his one night stands, drug experiences and his couch theory. I could write a whole story on Dave. Well, like I said, everyone was very comfortable around one another and usually chose pretty odd things to write about. There's one guy who also happened to live in the same dorm as me writes a story about a superhero who goes around fighting bad guys by attacking them with dildos or, sh- or, sh- strangling, or strangling with condoms. Really weird shit. Anyways, he would write stuff on superheroes, a lot of the time. Sometimes he wrote about a stalker who follows a girl in college and every story we get little bits and and pieces to the fictional character who was stalking a girl on a college campus. Finally the story ends with the stalker raping and killing this girl. Well during this whole semester this guy Jake had been following me. I saw him all the time on campus which is not the which was not that uncommon because it's a small campus. And we live in the same dorm, right? Well, that's why I thought until these things happened. Once my roommate and I were walking on campus just talking. And all of a sudden, he, he comes up behind us, pushes my roommate out of the way. And starts talking to me about random stuff about class. <laughs> to which... <laughs> Let's see... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To which I just try to be nice and get back to my roommate, who then joked with me about how he liked me. And now I have a little stalker. A few weeks later, and my roommate and I are returning to our dorm, and our campus is pretty old and outdated. So our rooms have to be unlocked with a key. And at the time, my key was on a chain that held my school ID as well. To which, by day, we were in a hurry to go, get, get inside. I accidentally left my key in the door and shut it. I did not notice for hours until we had a knock on our door. My roommate answered, and it was Jake, returning my keys. I laughed it off and thanked him, but then my roommate and I were joking about the irony of the situation. Not thinking, about now he officially knows which room number is mine. Well, for the next few weeks, he will stop at our dorm and ask for me. Sometimes I was not home at the time. And he would leave me notes and also get frustrated with my roommate for her not knowing where I was at the time. One night, I had just got showered and was on my bunk bed. And he knocks my roommate, opens the door. He asks if I'm there. And before she can respond, he pushes her aside and comes in saying, I thought I, I, thought I saw you go in. Um, Do you know what to do about a blah, blah, blah assignment? I was literal shocked. To I was little shocked to set the scene. I'm like in my bunk bed with my hair wet and a long t-shirt with no bra. While this creepy guy is looking up at me, coming in my room with no invitation at 10 PM. What the fuck? I ended I ended up getting rid of him by telling him the assignment details as quickly as I could. FM there, just try to avoid him. But to the creepy dildo fighting superhero. Story guy from college. Let's not meet again. Wow. That was crazy, guys. And guys, this next one is titled Creepy Bathroom Stalker. This story, okay, is told from the perspective of of, of a man. This incident just happened a few hours earlier, and I and I'm typing this story currently at my workplace. I work in the garden area of home improvement store. I don't work the cash register, and my manager doesn't even let me water the flowers. So a lot of time I have nothing to do. The results in me taking extremely long bathroom breaks where I just scroll on my phone. I know it sounds bad, but it's better than standing around trying to look busy. Today was the same as any other day with me wasting no time in the bathroom. Nothing the of interest happened until my work phone buzzed at the same time as the stall next to mine. This becomes important later. A few seconds later, I see that the guy in the next stall had his hand stretched to the ground with his palm facing up. At first, he ha- he had to run a toilet paper and was asking for mine. He just stayed silent for a while, so I ignored him. After that, then he started moving that hand uncomfortably close to my leg, so I immediately scooted away and prepared to leave. Once the man noticed that he, he, he hurriedly got out of his stall before I could leave, only a few seconds of silence took a peek out from the gap of the stall to see what the hell he was doing and just like a, a scene for a horror movie. Our eyes connected. He was barely an, an inch away from the door, trying to peek inside. My blood ran cold. If you're wondering why I didn't immediately open the door and cut the guy out, I really hate confrontation. I avoid it whenever possible, and 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 do my my best not to draw attention to myself. I stood sideways by the door. you hey, he wouldn't be able to see me. That's when the whispering started. I don't know what the first thing he said was, but it sounded like moaning. The next part was a bit more audible. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Okay, He said something along the lines of wanting to see more of my unflushed toilet paper. I was disgusted. This guy was a complete creep and I was alone in the bathroom with him. My heart was beating faster by a second. I I had to stay there until one person came into the bathroom. No way I was going to confront him alone. Probably a minute later, someone finally arrives, and I take this as my chance to wash my hands and get the hell out of there. Thankfully, the presence of another person made the old man quit his creepy behavior. As I was about to leave, he blocked my path for a quick second before stepping aside. The weird thing was, I don't even... Think he works at the store because he wasn't wearing any vest. My story is extremely lean. My story is extremely lean about uniform, but most workers at least wear a vest or something connected to the store. He just looked like a regular customer. I'm certain. I heard two. I'm certain I heard two phone dings echoing in that bathroom. The phone. The phones have a signature ringtone to them. It couldn't have been a a coincidence. Either way, he only started creeping on me once. The phone ring made it clear that I was an an employee. The situation really creeped me out. And I've been totally unfocused on my work since then. I kept prowling the garden area to look out for any old men wearing a similar outfit to the creeper. I have an, an incredible hard time. I have, an, <laughs> I have an incredible hard time distinguishing faces so I probably won't even recognize him if I did see him. Preview bathroom paper. Let's not meet again. Alright guys, this is the last episode. this is the last story of this episode. High drunk guy tried to stab me and my family. it's been ages since I okay a few weeks ago uh, um, a few weeks ago my mom was coming back from the store at around 10pm got herself a pack of cigarettes and was hanging out with a friend of hers as she did so on the way back they came across Jeremy it was a guy that they have both and even I have seen a couple of times nothing major just an acquaintance we all barely spoke to, though he was, high. though he was either high as hell this time, around or drunk, or both. I don't know. As you know, this wasn't how he usually acts. Jeremy was angry over something. I came up to them and started screaming about wanting to fuck them, and pulled his penis out in public. After both my mom and her friend tried to just walk out of the situation attacking my mom. Both my mom and her friends started fighting that and they managed to get him to stop and made their way to her house where I currently am at. I don't know what the hell's going on. However, no. That I did that I had said stop not leave. He lived in the same building as I do and was following them from a distance away. So they both made their way upstairs and when my mom realized she had left her her key inside nothing new. She is pretty forgetful. And I'm generally here to open the door when she does. Problem being Jeremy made his way upstairs too. past with the floor, past where his floor is and to ours. And he tried to fight her again. I opened the door to my mom shouting my name and being absolute clueless as she entered and tried to close the door. But Jeremy pushed the door open before it could be shut and made his way into our apartment. This is where I got involved and grabbed a knife and threatened to get him out, which he did. I have no idea how he managed to get managed to get this impression, but he seemed to think I was trying to fight him because after we made sure to slam the door, The moment he exited and locked it, he started screaming at the top of his lungs about how we we were pussies and to call the police, claiming he he knows the landlord and and can get him to delete any footage caught from the outside of the building and the hallways inside the building. My mom, being a quick thinker, started recording him from the door as he banged and kicked the door, trying to open it. Eventually, he left when he heard we actually were calling the cops. You think this would be over, right? Nope. It keeps going. After a couple of minutes, he returns to the door with a knife and starts stabbing our door while screaming and insulting us at the top, at the top of his lungs, saying he will kill the cops too. The police can clearly hear him from the phone. I think that's why they came this time around since, as I mentioned in my last mm mm-hmm, since, as I mentioned, these guys are absolutely clueless. The doors in this building are strong stuff. But I don't think, I don't know, but while he made some light holes and scratches, he, he can do too much too. So we, so he shouts, he will be downstairs waiting for the cops, which we of course inform the cops currently on the phone. And like, and like perfect timing, while he makes his, his exit. They make their entrance, both using two different elevators. These are two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are two, four officers knocked on our door and we opened up and told them what was going on and what happened. We start to finish. While my mom showed the cops the footage she recorded, we was taking pictures of the damage to the door. The cops, clearly not wanting to be here, said to come downstairs with them. So me and my mom did. To which we heard screaming from the f- screaming from the first floor. We were on the fifth floor, and heard him perfectly. Though his screaming stopped real quick when four cops showed up. Instantly went oh shit and played nice with the cops. The cops were not having any of the arresting J- Jeremy there and then. His friends were there asking what he do and screaming and shouting at the cops before eventually running off. Jeremy was taken away. I sent the damages at the door to the lawyers and don't know what happened about that silence. So, so this is where my story ends, right? Nope. Drumy got off with the with a restraining order. Though since he lived in the same building as us, we couldn't stop him from simply being in the building. He was not only allowed to Tattoos or to cause any problems. This did not last long. On the way to the store, maybe two weeks later, he and his friends were all outside the building in a group, chatting and drinking. When I walked to Jeremy, I instantly switched up the topic, saying, You see that kid? I'm going to fuck him up. He got the cops call him fuck the restraining order. Okay. Wanted to get away from that as soon as possible, but I had already left the building and would need to get close to the group. I just finished taking my first couple steps away from an order to get back inside. So I quickly made my way to the store since I would be in a public with people present. I ended up just getting everything I need from the store. I'm all trying to call my mom to tell her what happened. Didn't don't didn't answer great. And here's where I met. I was a little dumb. I should have instantly called the cops but I didn't. I didn't I didn't remember what Jeremy was wearing. And I'm honestly I wrecked with anxiety. I wanted to first see if the group was still there before I, I attempted to make a call. They weren't so and I quickly made my way upstairs and to and to inform my mom who called me down and got me to call the police. The exact police as the last time showed up. Thank God for that. Since they were they were all well aware of Jeremy being a nut case from last time. But this time, we had no proof other than that, what just ended up being he said, she said scenario. So, so they had to sit in the hallway while they called their boss to make sure their rest would be okay due to the previous history in Mr. York. All the while, Jeremy was in the staircase laughing and being extremely loud with his friends and his sister from what I later learned. Eventually the place got an okay from their boss and we were all made her way to the staircase. I tried to stay out of it. Stay. I tried to stay as out of sight as possible. As they once again arrested him, German claimed to be unaware what he was being arrested for. He and his friends left once again. Sister, who was in her mid-twenties, from what I could guess, was screaming, though, insulting them and saying he was being arrested for no reason. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jeremy was hauled away again, and I I have no idea what happened. No calls from attorneys or police. No nothing, though I ended up seeing him within the week Straying from eye contact with me or my family usually walks away the moment he sees us I, I wish more came out of this, but I'm happy we are being left alone all the same though He is he is always pissed at sea And that was the last reddit story guys